and welcome to the Sports Puzzle Podcast. I am your host, Kurt Janscher, along with my co-host, Brandon Evans. Say hi, Brandon. Hello. Welcome well, to episode 15 of the Sports Puzzle Yes, well, Podcast. Welcome back. It's good to be back with everyone. Um, Saturday morning Saturday here. Saturday morning after Brandon's solo podcast. Did a nice job earlier this week. Uh, we just wanted to come at you live uh, Saturday this morning. Talk about some NFL... NFL games that are uh, right in the heart of the fantasy playoffs this week. Uh, we got the Bears versus the Lions, along with the uh, the Chargers traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs tonight. So uh, we're going to hit you with a little bit of that preview. We're going to talk about the Vikes preview tomorrow against the Bengals at home at noon. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the MLB free agency that's been coming up pretty quick here. Um, and then we might touch on a little bit of the, the Timberwolves and their a recent surge to number one in the Northwest Division. Um, so we'll uh, we'll start off real quick. Let's jump right into it, Brandon. Uh, we'll, yep, let's do this. And we're not, yeah, we're not gonna not, talk about all of the games on this episode like previous ones. Uh, we're gonna do whatever Kurt just said. So yeah, let's exactly. jump into it. Bears Lions. Bears Lions. Uh, we're gonna. I mean, that's it, the first it, game. Yeah, first game three thirty um, Central. Lions are home. They're, they're favored in this game um, by at least four and a half points. Um, I like them in this game. There's th- Their offense is very, very dynamic, and their defense has been playing up to par. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of weapons on the, in the wide receiving in the wide receiver core with Marvin Jones um, bursting out of the scene again this year, kind of being more consistent than he was last year, and. Golden Tate's always a threat to take a little screen pass, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown. So I like what they're doing. They got a better quarterback in Matt Stafford, and uh, I think Theo Riddick can come out of the backfield and catch some passes and be a match. Yeah, he's been be making a, a name for himself. Right yeah, he can. I mean, he already has, but this <laughs> they're finally kind of utilizing, or they're needing to utilize him. Right. Um, and it, him, him against the linebacker is just no contest. Uh, I remember when – I was watching the Lions play the play the Vikes on Thanksgiving, and Theo Riddick was matched up against Eric Kendricks on one play, and it was just like he just turned him around completely and had a you know five yards of separation for an easy throw and catch from Matt Stafford. So he's he's very hard to guard. He's very shifty, and he um, he he's I think he's going to be a, a major factor in this game. Plus, with Abdullah kind of banged up and. Potentially in for some shares of touches, but I think Theo um, Theo can dominate the backfield today. Yeah, I agree. Abdul, he was the neck. His neck uh, was bothering him, um, but he was taken off the injury report on Thursday, so he should be pretty healthy. Um, so that definitely will work into Riddick's workload. But I think they're gonna ride Riddick. Um, as Abdullah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about him as a running back. Abdullah, to be honest. Himself? Yeah, I. I mean, he it, he's got the agility and the quick change of direction, but yeah. he's got some big playability. But it doesn't seem like he's consistent. And I don't know. He should be a lot better in that Lions offense. Yeah, I agree. He also probably doesn't get as many touches as a normal running back would get, since they do have um, they do throw the ball a lot. So that kind of limits his opportunities there, and Theo Riddick's their pass catching running back. But also, they don't really uh, they don't run the ball as much as you know a normal guy. I'm looking at the 
a preview that ESPN has, and they're showing the rushing yards. And while we know Jordan Howard is kind of a workhorse back, whereas Abdullah kind of is you know, not as much of that. But to for a comparison, Jordan Howard has 235 carries on the season and a thousand, over 1,000 yards. And Abdullah has, you know, 80 less carries at 150, and he, ha- ha- he has half the amount of rushing yards. So it's it's just about the, the total amount of workload that he's going to get. Granted, Abdullah, I think, has missed a couple games here and there. But um, yeah. it's just rather that it's the style of the offense when you have a – when you have a quarterback like Stafford who can sling the ball all around the field um, versus Trubisky who's kind of just coming into his own and you want to balance it with the run game more and kind of the identity of the offense where uh, Abdullah's kind of in a pass in a pass first offense and Trubisky's in a uh, a run first offense so yeah it's I agree with you especially like with the but, way the Bears defense is playing too um, yeah the, exactly they want to right yep pound it with the their best talent in Howard and um, so, yeah, I guess that's pretty good. I mean, for fantasy purposes, we kind of talked about it, and you talked about Riddick liking him today. Um, in PPR yeah. leagues, yeah, I like him, but it's, there's going to be some work because Abdul is going to be active. I don't; He's not going to be the starter, but I, I don't know if I'm too high on any of the Lions running backs. <laughs> the old flex play, perhaps, <laughs> for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it'll be tough. It's always tough to gauge their their usage. Uh, random times, Abdullah will you know get some goal line carries. He's more of a bruiser back than um, than than Riddick is for sure. But even when you get short yarded situations and you know Riddick's lined up in the slot with a linebacker, it's kind of easy to target him in the red zone too. So um, yeah, I, it's it's tough to just say start you know, start one of the guys, but maybe in like a daily fantasy league, you could, you'd probably lean heavier um, on Riddick since he catches passes and a lot of the daily fantasies is either PPR. Yeah, that's or a, that's a good, PPR, that's a good point. So, um, and um, plus people in the championship, it's likely that maybe these guys aren't even on their team anyways, because yeah. So, right. Exactly. You, you probably have some other guys yeah. that you feel more so, comfortable. All right. With. So that's probably good on the lions backfield and, I mean, Cohen, he's actually my dark horse to uh, make a splash today. And I think he's going to be better than Jordan Howard even. Um, I think he's going to have a big play today, and that's why I think he might make a splash. Is that going to affect the outcome for the the Bears, or do you still... Oh, well, I, I like the Lions in this game. I have to... Because Stafford... He's, he seemed to be competent, competent last week with his uh, his right hand being inflamed and bruised, his throwing hand. But I, I think he's going to be sure. just fine. And I definitely like the Lions in this game. But I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, usually division games are pretty close. And being that the, uh, the Lions are only 2-4 and four at home this year, uh, I think that uh, it, could, it, it could surprise some, some guys with how how close the game could be, but I also could see it just being a blowout since they, um, since since the offense for the Lions seems to be picking up steam lately, and Ebron's coming into his own with yeah he, he had, had what, ten, 10 or eleven or uh, yeah I think it's ten and, catches and he turned it he just came out of nowhere and was an elite tight end last week right um, 
Yeah, so, he, I mean, if he's coming to his own, then that's just another matchup nightmare for, for defenses, and that opens up the field for everyone else. So if he's if he's around and he's coming into his own, then that's that's another good reason to like yep. the Lions in this um, game. So, fantasy purposes, you're going to be starting Stafford as the top 12 quarterback, um, for sure. Trubisky, yeah. you're not going to oh, start. Yeah. Nobody's starting him. It's playoffs, like... We, yeah, don't we don't even, have to I don't talk even think about he's that. Owned, really. um, so the running backs, we already talked about. You're going to start Jordan Howard, and that's pretty much it as confidence. But, I mean, yeah, right. that's pretty much it. And then wide receivers, I guess we can start. You touched on Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. You are going to start both of those in PPR or Standard League with confidence. Right. Well, there's there's – History to show that you could maybe maybe sit Golden Tate against him. Um, in the previous matchup against the Bears, Golden Tate did not do very well. Uh, he had, I believe it was, he had four targets, three catches, and 32 yards against the, uh, the Bears at the yeah. Chicago. So that's different um, playing outdoors, but it's not like it was... It was super cold. It was in the history, know, yeah. But, um, so, so maybe temper I, I, the history with Marvin Jones and the or Golden Tate, excuse me. Yeah, I would say Marvin Jones is probably the more solid play in this in this game. Um, but Golden Tate, you're he's probably one of your studs that got you to the playoffs or the postseason or whatever, and he he's probably going to be the guy that you're going to want to start and. While he could easily rack up a ton of catches, and if you're in a PPR or half PPR, that's huge. Um, but yep, I think Marvin I Jones has the um, higher ceiling. Yeah, in my sure. opinion, you're starting Tate, definitely, um, but perhaps a little temper of the expectations. Uh, PPR league's obviously a lot better. Okay. Uh, and then tight ends, you touched on Ebron. Uh, For I, sure. T- he is on the edge of startable. I mean, he did yeah. good last week, but he's so inconsistent. His floor is so low that... But the tight end market yeah, is pretty yeah. bad. So if you're starting them, it's kind of whatever. I mean, do, go for it if you need to do it. It's kind of a crapshoot. Right. All right. So that's exactly. And what about defense? I did pick up Detroit's defense in one league where I think I had yeah. Cincy's, um, and I'm not yeah. going to play them against the Vikings. Not- so I decided to pick up Detroit's. Yeah, it's a solid solid play. I mean, they're they're at home. They're um, they're playing against the offense that's not great. They don't have a ton of weapons, and they can really try and stop the run and force Trubisky to throw the ball. So that that could help them in the sense. And um, they've been playing well all year. They, yeah. besides a few hiccups here and there, but they've uh, they yep. got some playmakers so on the defense. So I, I like that play. That's about them. it. That was that was solid. That was that was a big uh, big time detailed out uh, breakdown there. So should we do some scores? Oh yeah. Uh, sure. We I think I I'm gonna go with a pretty close game here. I think the Lions will still end up winning. Um, I can see them coming out with uh, 27-21. That's pretty solid. To uh, I'm gonna 21. go with the Lions as well. Uh, as it was pretty obvious talking about them. Oh, Saturday game. So I don't I don't know what to expect. This is gonna be weird because Thursday games are kind of weird. Uh, but I'll shoot for. 31 to 19. Yeah, I said it was going to be close, but I guess that doesn't make it that close. (laughs) 
Uh, hoping for maybe a defensive touchdown. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Moving on. All right. Chargers visiting Kansas City this week. 7.25 p.m. Central Time. We got, uh, I think we got, what, the Chiefs are projected to win this game more? Or the or maybe I'm not, not sure what the, the line is. The Chargers are pretty red um, hot lately, I guess. Uh, the the spread is the it's like a one plus one spread for the, for okay. the Chiefs, negative one for the. Oh yep, yep. That's a, oh this yep. I'm looking so, at the the score so, app. That's what I uh, and that I think that must have changed because uh, the wow, there's a lot more details now if i scroll down they talk about like the last five meetings matchup facts okay um yeah no i remember uh what was it last week or the last time they played philip rivers had like three interceptions against the the chiefs defense at home <laughs> in san diego or excuse me in la um so it's, it's I, I don't know it's it's hard you're gonna you're gonna start. oh yeah you're gonna start all your guy, all the Chargers guys, because the Chiefs defense, Chiefs defense has been brutal lately. So, um, Philip Rivers is gonna be, I think he's gonna be a stud this week. They're 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 red hot. They're playing well. Keenan Allen's gonna go off this week again. Melvin Gordon, <laughs> yeah, matchup uh, wise in the playoffs. Well. But, uh, he... <laughs> but yeah. I got, Going against going against him in my auction league, it's uh, need him to kind of temper expectations for sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome I mean that could happen. And it seems like like my gut feeling about this game is that the Chargers have been so hot. But and this is just a huge game too uh, for the AFC West. Um, both are at seven and six right now, and the yeah. Raiders Raiders are there too, fighting for the Raiders. Um, it just seems yeah, like. It is. To me, that the Chargers are due for a little cool off here, or just a bad game because they've been surging like crazy. And Kansas City is kind of the opposite That's potential. of that. And Andy Reid perhaps might be just going to be a mastery here. Well, he's usually very good. Historically, the the Chiefs have been pretty good against Philip Rivers, and they're better at home. Their defense usually plays better at home. They're four and two at home. The Chiefs are. The Chargers are three and three away from LA. So, going into going into Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs play, it's it's a very tough environment. Um, again, historically, Rivers hasn't been as good as he has been anywhere else, and the Chiefs have even like been able to the to create some turnovers and um, somehow Andy Reid finds a way to. To get inside the head of Rivers yeah. and and cause him to make some mistakes, but I just it's hard for me to get on board with that just because the Chiefs. Are, it's, it's been weird been since so that their start start defense and that like ever since it was week one with that Achilles. Eric Berry oh, that was down, like what is it week one? Huge. They yeah, and, and he has they just lost a DB to to IR and Stephen Terrell. They have another. They have a bunch of they have a couple linebackers and a quarter a cornerback that's questionable. Um, so they they're they're pretty nicked up on defense. Whereas like the the Chargers offense isn't really um, banged up at all. They have a lot of they have a lot of health. They have a lot of weapons. They have a ton of speedsters with 
Travis Benjamin or Tyrell Williams, big Bobby yeah. Their offense and like Allen. I like the team a lot. What's going on Just, right now? I mean, it's, they're it's good. They should be definitely. Yeah. They they their defense. Is I, playing really, really like well I said in previous episodes, I'm rooting for the Chargers to to make it to keep keep this hot streak going. And Rivers deserves to oh, yeah. well not deserving, but he should be. He should have had that on his NFL resume. Um, some more playoffs wins and some big divisions, uh, championship, you know. So, yeah, I guess let's just – so we went kind of – we did a summary of each teams. So let's break down the fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so QBs, Rivers, Alex sure. Smith. Uh, Rivers, you're going to be starting. I like him as – yeah, he, he could be – he's top 10 probably pretty easily. Um. Yeah, I'd probably even yeah. argue. Yeah, you, you could definitely could. I mean, you got top five, Wilson. Really. Uh, yeah, you could argue top five, but um, you're you're starting him so he doesn't. We don't have to talk about him that much. So, no, yeah, I like him over way, Alex Smith for sure. The defenses. Um, Alex, Alex Smith didn't. Yeah, exactly. The, the. Uh, the the Chargers defense and their pass defense has been very good this year and they they really get after the quarterback and while the uh and while the uh the Chiefs haven't really been that great um throwing the ball lately it's there I mean at home they kind of in terms of at home they're kind of more of a, a run team they like for some reason they throw a lot more on the road and they run a lot more at home which is kind of strange but um, I think that I think that uh, this this week Philip Rivers yeah, is going to get I mean, it the Chiefs. Very well could happen. And what about Alex? Are you just going to start Alex Smith? Like you probably are uh, if you have him. But no. yeah, I mean, me starting Alex Smith over Big Ben um, last week was a, a bad decision. It didn't really affect <laughs> the game and my score because I kind of got blown out in that one fantasy matchup. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Right. What would you would would you start would you start Nick <sighs> no. Foles over Alex Smith? I I might. I I, might I get the, the matchup thing. I get the matchup thing, and I and know the, and the Chargers the are playing are well. Horrible. But Andy Reid and, and Alex we- Smith are around. two very knowledgeable NFL players. This is a big game, and. They're gonna need yeah. to do what they need to do to win the game. And if the if uh, the Chargers are gonna be uh, up big, or if they just keep going with their offense and they just keep firing, Alex Smith and the Chiefs are gonna have to catch up. And that's where Tyree Kill comes into play. That's where some dump offs, perhaps to Kareem Hunt. And I am definitely not gonna start Foles over Alex Smith, but. Alex Smith scares me a bit in this game. <laughs> I I would. I I I don't like Alex Smith in this game. The Chargers defense has been very good. They give up only an average of like 215 passing yards per game. Um and the the the, the Chiefs only average at like 265 passing yards a game. So it's not like they're, you know, full go air it out. While they have Kelsey. like some weapons, they have Tyreek Hill yeah. and uh, Kelsey. That's about it. So you, you're gonna you're gonna put one of the best cornerbacks in Casey Hayward on Tyreek Hill. Granted, he's probably gonna need a little bit of help over the top with you know maybe a speed 
with a speed guy just because he's you know he doesn't want to give up the huge play. Then you have Eric Weddle, one of the best safeties whoa, in the whoa, game, whoa, 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 uh, whoa. covering Travis Kelsey. Granted, there you go. No, Eric Weddle's on the Ravens, isn't he? Um, <laughs> he that was yeah, former I, San Diego. He might have cost too much money, but um, you, he's killing it with the Ravens right now. I don't know. He's good. He's very good. <laughs> um, well, okay, that, that kind of dampers my argument. But they got Vreet, though, right? But I still think Vreet. that he's uh, um, unless he got injured early. One. But um, that's like their main secondary. Um, I don't know his first name, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's very tough with Alex Smith. Yeah, well, with, I, I don't know. I just still think that the. And, yeah, I don't. For some reason, I just am way more comfortable with. Uh, I think that Nick Foles is going to just have to jump into the same offense that Carson Wentz was. I don't think they're going to just try and run the ball in Philadelphia like 30 times a game because they don't trust Nick Foles. I think in order to be successful in this league, you have to throw the ball a lot. Well, not necessarily, but you have to throw the ball a lot more than just, you know, if you have a backup quarterback and you can't just like automatically you know, distance yourself from the passing passing game. You have to really jump your guys in, and he's yeah, been, that's the that's the big thing for me. He's arguing against Foles and Chip. Smith is that Foles has snaps under his belt. He's got wins. He's got big games. Um, so, and and that that could be a right. good argument for fantasy. Is so I think if Alex Smith. Um, if if there is a guy like Foles out there, a, a team that's just you know is going to be hucking it all the time um yeah i'm still personally i i think we've been talking about this a little bit long but i still gonna treat alex smith as a starter but temper of expectations i'm thinking the full oh man he only had 11 points last week and it's a tougher thing matchup but it's super tough all right, so we're split on I that. So, listeners, we didn't probably didn't help you too much, but maybe you can kind of take <laughs> take some. Gave you yeah, something to perhaps. Gave you something okay. to, chew, to chew on a little bit. Uh, running backs, yes, running you backs. Are. You're going to start both Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt. There's n- not really any other running back in this game that you're going to start, um, except for Eckler, who's going to score two touchdowns. Get pretty good workloads. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, right. I mean, no. his workload, his workload will be there, but you're not going to start him. Um, Melvin Gordon, I like better in this game. He really could have like 140 yards and two touchdowns pretty, um, pretty easily. No, Gordon's really yeah, not that. He won't. Like, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's he, he has been strange. He's, been he's strange only averaging three point seven two um, yards per carry. Um, only six touchdowns, which kind of surprises me. Between receiving, I think he has, I yeah. think he has more uh, um, okay. receiving touchdowns. But Kareem Hunt, you're going to start him, even though he's been kind of up and down and mostly down lately. But um, he's going to get a, a good workload, and they're going to try and run the ball at home. They historically run the ball more at home than they do past. So... I think you're. I mean, you're going to start him. He's one of your studs. He has yep. his he's, ceiling is really high. He has potential to go yep. off. So and Cream Hunt, even though he's been ride him, like he started hot and he has over a thousand yards, but his average rushing is still four point eight, which is elite. So yeah, you're obviously starting him. So 
we're done with that. Tight end, Kelsey, and Hunter Henry. I think we're starting both of those guys. Yeah, you got to start both of them. Considering how weak the tight end position has been all year, you have to start both knowing that there's their ceiling is pretty high for both of them. And um, even the floor, I think it's – well, Hunter Henry has a lower floor, but I still think yeah. that it'll be tough and for I, the Chiefs to start. I have a situation um, where <laughs> but you're I might start, you're gonna start have regret my management skills. So in my one league where I'm still left, I had the number one waiver claim – and I had Cincy's defense in this league again. I wasn't going to play him. And the Saints' defense was out there. But so was Hunter Henry. And I knew my opponent didn't have the best tight end. And I had Jordan, or Jordan, um, geez, uh, Raiders, Jared Cook. And I was going to start him, but I was thinking about picking up Hunter Henry. But I decided to use my number one waiver on the Saints' defense. And my opponent, uh, sure shit picked up Hunter Henry on the waivers and he's starting today for him so I'm gonna be a little uh, uh I just hope Hunter Henry doesn't have a big game and that comes back and bites me yeah I mean it, it's a tough decision for sure but I probably would have gone with the yeah based on your team's needs you got to go with your team first and um I think perhaps the Saints D in that sense <laughs> all right so pick up anyway. uh what do we got left uh wide receivers which is a pretty big uh, dealio in the NFL. <clears throat> yep. Uh, I like Keenan Allen in this game for sure. I think he's really the only pass catcher for or receiving guy for the or wide receiver, I should say, for the, oh, yeah. for the Chargers that you're gonna want feel comfortable starting. He's been the most he's been the most consistent in all the other guys, whether it's Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, or Mike Williams, all those guys are kinda boom or bust and it's kind of uh keenan allen's way easier yeah i mean keenan allen is just top five play amazing he could go for 200 yards 15 catches and a touchdown Um, (laughs) (laughs) no that's like seriously uh, what dampen the expectations here a little bit no I'm thinking he might. He's probably going to get like eight. No for, way, he only catches you know, eight catches. One twenty and a touchdown. Yeah, never know. He could get injured first play. You never know. Tyree killed that for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, true. Tyree Kill. What? I'd steer away from him, dude. I disagree with you. He's got the big play. Yeah. I mean, he's the he's the Chiefs' number one guy. He's tough to cover. He's a speedster, but historically, it's, okay. So if you're, oh, I mean, he's not there, been that there's good no way you're San not going to start him on your fantasy team. No, probably not. He's like one of your top guys, but I okay, don't, I I see, mean, I'm I just see. saying, I like I don't like him. In this um, if I especially, I mean, in daily fantasy, he might not be very owned because the because the Chargers have a good defense, but. You're gonna you're gonna have to start him obviously if he's on your team because he's probably one of your top tier wide receivers. But I just <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go for fifteen two hundred and two touchdowns like you think Keenan Allen is. I think I think he's gonna he he might only get like sixty five receiving yards and four catches or something. But he still has that potential to you know turn return. Yeah, uh, and that's why I a huge eighty yard like him so much. Like that. So that. 
He's like yeah, a, that's a good comparison. A that's a very good Hilton, comparison. But better than T.Y. Um, Hilton. Okay, cool. I'm a, uh, I'm cool with that. Um, but Tyreek Hill is gonna score a big touchdown. Um, then def- defenses at all? <laughs> Maybe. You never know. So you're not starting um, any other wide receivers. What about uh, those defenses? Not even close. Probably no. No, definitely no. not. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. defenses. No. Uh, that's. I'd I'd start the the Chargers. Yeah, I would agree. The they've been playing. I would start them. But I wouldn't. They, I would not start or own the Chiefs. Uh, man, the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. But if you're starting the Chiefs' defense because they did or have been doing, I think they did pretty well in the last. I guess I could look that up quick, but. Yeah, Chargers defense, you can start Chiefs. Eh, if you're starting them, I understand, but I, we don't need to start them. Okay. Yep, right. scores. All right, predictions? All right, I think the Chargers are still going to pull this one out. Um, they're going to stay hot. Chiefs defense won't be able to stop their offense. And I think the Chargers are going to win. Let's go with... Uh, 20, 26, 24. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs um, because I've been kind of talking them up. And I'm going to go with what I said about Andy Reid and Alex Smith and the mastery of – I just think they're, the play calling is going to be unique. And that's I think they're going to successfully um, convert on some of those big, weird plays. Um, perhaps maybe a fake punt or something. I don't know, something weird. I just got a feeling – so, scores, <sighs> 28 for the Chiefs, and Chargers, 24. Uh, pretty close to you, I guess. I like that prediction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a lame okay. guess. Okay, so we differ on one thing, um, Vikings. All right. Yep. For some reason, you're a believer in Alex Smith's <laughs> Yes, I am. I like his uh, so, smartness. We, uh, uh, perhaps smartness. <laughs> is that a word? Smart smartness. Albert Einstein has some great smartness. Uh, let's see. No, here. probably let's not go. a word. <laughs> yeah, probably not a word. Um, let's go with uh, Vikes preview now. We got. Doom, doom, skull. Um, yeah, Vikes are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow, Sunday at noon, probably on Fox, Fox 9 for most of you listeners. Um, let's see. Uh, I like the Vikes in this game. I, I think, think we're we to might be dominating. dominating. One, Andy Dalton um, is just such a. In, ah. Yeah, it's like he's, they can he's a bring very it, strange and then they can just. Not bring it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I were them, I'd almost yeah, I see what AJ him. McCarron can do. Yeah, you think they're going to trade McCarron? Yeah, really? I think he's going to go to the Browns. They're going to rekindle that trade. Ah, I yeah, mean, maybe. Well, they, Dalton's already maybe thirty years old, man. But I don't know. I guess I don't know how. Whatever. We don't McCarran need to talk is. about McCarron. 
who knows? Well, he's I guess he's already 27, so he's not like it. He's still in his prime, but he hasn't really shown yeah. anything too. All right, so too great. So we're just doing like um, okay, the QBs, Keenum, um, first Dalton. You're fancy. Yeah, you're not gonna start must, Dalton, must, and he might be dropped. He might not even Keenum's be. A couple, he's available in a couple of my leagues. Yeah, that's. I know I had him actually on my team all year. Um, because I was I had Big Ben early, and I don't think he was doing that great. And then I had AJ Green, so I had a little connection going. I think I started him one week. And he did all right, but yeah. Andy Dalton, no. Yeah, both closed. Not, not. I'm actually not against talking about AJ Green. Defense. I am very yeah. on the fence of wanting to bench him. To be honest, in favor of Marquise Goodwin. It's it's not bad. It's not a bad option for sure. I think that he'll probably get or Goodwin will probably get more targets. And AJ Green might uh, might have a dud game. Yeah, honestly, the way Dalton and because he only had forty some yards, I think, I think last week, forty three yards or something. Yeah, so it easily easily could happen. Um, I'm I'm on board uh, with that as well. So, but you never know. It's uh, AJ Green could just catch like a yeah, he exactly. could just catch like a ten yard fade route. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to bench then, AJ. Then Green you look like an idiot because so. I, I can talk about. I mean, well, at the end I'll I'll rekindle this uh, trade or not trade talk uh, starting talk because I have Diggs as well and Goodwin and then another wide receiver. So it's might have to ask for some of your advice here. Um, but Case Keenum, are you going to start him in fantasy? Yep. Yes, you are. But there oh, is. Yeah. Uh, um, Rudy, yeah, Kyle Rudolph, not in the game. He is yeah, out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It just boosts yeah, Diggs and it, Thielen's it, production. It does. Sure. Um, um, I don't even know who are. My my. Is well, that the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the David the Morgan, right? Or is he on the IR? Long hair, eighty nine. I don't know. Um, I should know because I'm a sweet Vikings fan, obviously hardcore, but. <laughs> I, swear, yeah, I, guess not. I don't know about that hardcore. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's we have Bell. David Morgan and That's, then we have uh... Blake Bell. Who Blake Bell's the guy who went on I Bell went Bell went on IR. We have David Morgan. I think he should be. I don't think I don't think they're going to run as many routes with David Morgan. I think he's more of a blocker, but. That just might mean more opportunities for Treadwell or Jarius Wright or, or Michael Floyd or whoever. But I think um, they might just implement. Yeah. I think Treadwell is receiver in place a good of, call there because he's that big guy. Of, in place of Rudolph. I guess Michael Floyd is too. Yeah. he uh, he uh He's my guy. I like to stick with him whenever no one when no one else uh, likes he to. He looked. Uh, yeah, he's. You know, I mean, he's, I he's hope guy, he so. can. He's all right. <laughs> I just like to be on the bandwagon when he like if and when if he ever goes off and gets like two been, touchdowns and been on the tr- treadwell train, so I can say I I started uh, been oh yeah been on the the T train for a while and um, so yeah I don't know it's you're not gonna you're you're mainly gonna start. And Dalton, Rudy out isn't a big Dalton, deal. Is basically what we're trying to say. Out. That's the big, the big thing. No, not really. We have enough weapons, and the, is the Bengals defense plan? is really beat up to that. Uh, 
I'm not sure either. Um, I think he is. I'm not really sure. Um, Probably, but they're still oh beat up gosh. elsewhere. I mean, they saw the Bears <laughs> yeah. beat them last week, thirty-three to seven. We have, we might not honestly. Was, we might not even have to throw the ball if they can run like that. Um, the Bears ran for what, like two hundred yards or something, and yeah. I, that could be just a big game for Keenum, Latavius. Keenum, you're starting, Keenum. but so, there is some. You never know, but yeah, you're gonna start Thielen. You're gonna start. I like Thielen and Diggs in this game. He's been a fantasy wise pretty frustrating pretty wide receiver besides the first three weeks. Yeah, he's he started he started off well. He started off well. Well he got kinda he injured. Kinda died down as soon as he kinda got he got yep. yeah, he did get a little injured. And one guy and yeah, exactly. Over and uh, but I do off. like Diggs in this game so, as well, and <laughs> that's my choice in the league I'm talking about, is I have AJ Green. And I have Diggs and I have Goodwin. So what? Pick two out of those three because my running backs I have so Gurley. It's standard, no is PPR. It, is it PPR? Um, which not? devalues okay. Diggs a little bit. Well then, yeah. I mean, I I have to go against AJ Green because I know what Xavier Rhodes can do and likes the challenge of facing a number one guy and shutting those guys down. So I think that. Diggs is probably a good play here, and Goodwin's been definitely a, a startable option recently yep. with Garoppolo too, so that helps. Um, so oh, I think so I, I'd have that's to big. So you'd bench AJ Green and then AJ, plug in Diggs uh, and Goodwin. Okay, I am going to have to strongly, strongly yep. consider because I'm not. I don't need to do a flex because we got. I got Gurley, Kenyon Drake, two. Those two, I'm starting for sure. And then I'm also I can start between McCaffrey, which I have on a bench now, um, or Carlos Hyde, and I have Hyde in as my flex right now. So, okay, thanks for that input. Gotcha. Um, we talked about the quarterbacks, wide receivers. Well, AJ yep. getting the kind of touchdown, maybe. Yeah, we yep. touched on all of it. And then running backs, Mixon is not probably not gonna play in. Or if yeah, don't, don't worry. You're benching no, Dix, er, Dixon, Mixon, <laughs> um, and then Gio Bernard then becomes an interesting player. He got 160 all-purpose yards last week, but Vikes mm. are have a pretty good defense, Bikes even though Jonathan Stewart just completely demolished them. Right. That was just a. That was yeah. Uh, okay. It was one play, pretty much. It was two plays at the Panthers. And that crushing run. 60-yard run by Stewart in the very beginning of the game. And then the huge run by Cam Newton. So it it looked bad on paper, but it was really that we just – we bottled them up. Other than that, it was just kind of those freakish – those weird plays that set him over the top. So um, I probably wouldn't start Geo this week. I think – Correct. I mean, you might not have some better options. Like if you had Mixon as one of your guys and you picked up Geo, you might have to start Geo. So, but I'd probably try and stay away from him just because I think that the Vikes could get up in this game and Cincinnati might. Yeah, have to I mean, Geo's a good pass, pass catcher for, too. For one, um, so, so I, I like um, Geo in PPR leagues a lot more. Right, but we also than standards and standard leagues based on what you just said. Vikings might go up early. Yeah. Um, 
and right. But we also have some good cover linebackers yeah. who are fast and um, good tacklers. So you never know. It, He's probably PPR not going to score a touchdown, sure, and you're looking at is, but sixty to eighty yards, no, and I mean, that's like. The, the the yeah that might be the max but he Total. also could just I mean he's gonna get his volume so I mean 40 50 yards is pretty much guaranteed as his floor but the ceiling isn't too high with this matchup okay uh and then correct I agree well Latavius what about McKinnon and Latavius you're gonna start he's been oh, actually yeah, Mike's, Mike's runnings. he's been yeah he's been the guy exactly and yeah, that's Latavius the volume guy, the guy on offense I like him to score a touchdown here and 80 yards and in the red zone yeah he's gonna he's gonna get in the red zone and um, Latavius <laughs> is gonna be the man they're gonna ride the L train for um, the whole game and um, McKinnon will sprinkle in here and there just to give Murray a breather and if they are in some passing situations so I'd say Latavius over McKinnon for sure, um, but yeah, and that's pretty much what it, what it comes down to because Latavius will get goal yeah, line McK- work over McKinnon, and um, I see this I see this as the Vikes are going to run out the clock try, in the second half and try and run. The I like that. Over, so I, I agree Latavius with that. And McKinnon, even in PPR leagues, it's there's just not enough there um, to warrant confidence in starting him but he's got a little upside so okay yeah for sure defense Vikings defense might be pretty pretty good this week yeah I'm with you there um the Vikes are gonna I think they're gonna get after the Dalton Dalton and the Bengals this week um I think they're Everson and Daniel Hunter are going to be pretty good this week. I think they're going to be a few sacks to go around between the between those two guys, and I think our defense is going to the secondary is going to hold their own. And ooh, I'd like a Harry pick. Harry pick, um, Harry the Hitman. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that's oh yeah, works, you're so. starting them with confidence. I like the Vikes defense in this game. No. They got one point for so me not, in two weeks last Bengals. week, Bengals and the Vikings. And no, you're not. You're not start them. Um, I guess we, tight ends. You're not going to start in any of the tight ends either. So leave it at that. Nope. Okay. None of them. Yep. I'll go first right. here. Uh, Vikings are going to take predictions. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, let's go. Wow. Let's go oh, big uh, here. But, no. Maybe. I'm. I don't know what. It seems like every game prediction is like don't be a sound. Uh, <laughs> something. So let's go with don't, don't 20, be a Sally. <laughs> 26 for the Vikings and 3 for the Bengals. Yep. Wow. 3 points. Wow. All the 3, huh? Uh, I'm going to go with Vikes are going to score over 30 for sure. Um, I think the Bengals D is too bad right now for that to hold them. So I'm going to go with the Vikes at 34 and the Bengals at nine. So it's going to be back-to-back losses for the the Bengals with single-digit points for them and in the oh, 30s for them. I like it. So we're both liking the Vikings, even though we're homers. It's not just because we're homers. We really like the Vikings to kind of demolish the Bengals here. 
Okay, sweet. That's covered. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting at what? 43 right. minutes here? Okay. We're, uh, Let's uh, jump into some... MLB yeah, we'll, news. We'll just jump into some um, MLB MLB free agency. Kind of transfer over, flip the script on you guys. Um, basically, there hasn't been you know a ton of huge... Um, stuff happening ever since the Otani, the Shohei Otani news. Yeah, those are the, the Giancarlo two big Stanton ones. Trade. Um, but so where did Otani go? Those are the main headlines. Um, besides, Otani went to the LA Angels. Um, kind of out there with the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, trying to you know bring a championship over there. And he's going to, I think he'll have an opportunity to be a two-way player, which is kind of pretty sweet. Because um, we haven't. Yeah, because really this guy can huck it. How fast? Know, how long? Um, and he can. Uh, what if, he batted. And is, I mean, yeah, and he can he, do it both. He's dual player. Right, but definitely uh, the Japanese league is. Um, it's definitely not as. It's not as difficult as the pros for sure. There'll be. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of a period where he has to get used to it, and he'll have spring training a bit, a bit to get used to some pitchers and some how the speed of the pitches and everything too. But um, just to see a two-way player, you know, pitch one game and then not necessarily just take four days off in between, but maybe DH here or there, and then maybe play an outfield once or twice in between starts would be uh, would be pretty awesome to see. So. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what the fantasy aspect is for him. If you can, if you can draft him as a pitcher, and then you can draft him as a hitter, or if it's yeah, who knows? And well, I get, we got to give so Kurt some credit here because um, Otani, when we were talking about him, Kurt's an elite pitcher and knows mechanics and stuff, and he did kind of was watching and breaking down yeah. his mechanics and Otani and his elbow, and Kurt basically called that. The way he throws, he's going to be having elbow issues down the road, or it's likely. And sure enough, uh, he's got a f- with the physical um, that happened. Um, he has a first degree sprain of the UCL ulnar collateral ligament in his right throwing elbow. So, yeah, there was a. I've done a bunch of research since I since I played. I was a pitcher in college and even had chance to potentially play professionally. So I was doing a lot of research on how to get the best mechanics and, you know, what not to do and what to do. So I just saw a bunch of, of videos and some studies that, you know, show the proper mechanics and where you want your arm slot to be or where it's you don't want it to be and kind of what, what puts more or less stress on the elbow when you're throwing a pitch. And based on the pictures and videos I've seen and the freeze frames I've seen of Otani, I thought that, you know, maybe down the road, the way he throws, he's going to have some some elbow issues. And it turns out that <laughs> Exactly. Maybe so, well, I don't know. We'll just, we'll just have to see what so. happens um, with <laughs> you that. You never know. Yeah, but he's definitely definitely exciting. He's, definitely, he's a young talent, and um, he's going to be – I think he'll still be solid. You're gonna. He's he's definitely just a, one of those freak athletes can that can do it both ways, and um, it, yep, it'll be I awesome agree. to see to okay. see what he can do. Um, well, freaking the Yankees are back to the old Yankees of that. money, money, money. 
Ugh. It's so, so frustrating. Potential of, so of complete power. Uh, and that one tweet uh, that you <laughs> sent oh me was with the. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So there Green basically monster. it was like a picture of Fenway and <laughs> Green Monster, basically of Red Sox fans. Yeah, go. You can explain it. It was like it. It was uh, a a tweet from someone that said, "There's ongoing and quickly going, or there's some renovations going on at at uh, Fenway Park that the <laughs> Red Sox are doing in the wake of the Giancarlo Stanton trade." And it was creating the green monster to be <laughs> just like left field. No, feet tall. no. <laughs> just, just no chance for a home run in at, at in left field. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to hit an absolute. Yeah, that was bomb. definitely. So hilarious. it was. I thought it was pretty funny, and I tweet retweeted it out. So it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. I just think that, uh, and and it talks about. There's been talk about them trying to get. You know Garrett Cole from the Pirates and other and other pitchers too, and they already have like an elite bullpen. Well, the scary thing is, is that it's not completely just money. It's, it's that okay now they have Stan, <sighs> but now in their farm system they got a lot of right. a lot of uh, stuff to work with with trades I because I read an I article know. about Machado <laughs> and what type of stuff the Viking or the Viking the Yankee Jesus oh yeah why did I say Viking but the what the Yankees could possibly give up and trade for to maybe land Machado and it's like um it's so what? frustrating it is it, it's it, so it, frustrating it really is. as but, a Twins fan uh, oh my goodness I just don't <laughs> well I the the scary thing is that like lineup like the, I mean the whole lineup batting uh Stanton well, yeah. and Judge and uh the catcher Gary Sanchez Judge. Sanchez. We're both in the home run San- derby. Sanchez, Sanchez and Judge. They um, and, and Stan was and in Stan it. Jeez, right there. And, and then Didi Gregorius, who's been oh, well, had, he's been good, and he was a big playoff. Um, he's gonna be good now because of the people around him. Is the thing. He's gonna get more pitches to hit because yeah, no one I mean, wants to even pitch to Stan. He, he was already Sanchez. good without so Stan there, but yeah. Oh, thinking about getting better, right. it's just no. I agree, but it's scary he's, thinking about what this Yankees lineup. Right. <clears throat> I'm I'm just gonna be amazed at like what looks like just a routine fly ball to right field now for Stanton is just gonna be because he played in the. He played in one of the largest outfields in the National League or in baseball in Miami, and now he's going to in the oh, AL yeah, where that's... he has like the smallest outfield, and and he's gonna he's just gonna like flick his wrists on an outside pitch, and it's just well, gonna, that's like, what it, I mean. I saw that from Judge this year. Stands. It's oh my yeah. gosh, oh yeah, and it's just unbelievable because those the two biggest guys in baseball are on the same team. <laughs> And they both hit 50-plus home runs last year. Stanton almost hit 60. And oh, he could arguably hit, yeah. like, 65, 70 or something. I mean, as long as, obviously, as long as he stays healthy. But it's just unbelievable what yep. they're... Everybody's going to hate the Yankees again after this year. If their whole team stays healthy and if they the talent does. Because their paper oh. team right now is pretty oh ridiculous. Um <sighs> It's, it's so <laughs> That'd be awesome if you own the Twins. twins owner, or as a Twins fan, an owner. I'm sure I'm sure as an owner it is pretty frustrating too, but sometimes you just got to 
the difference between the the Twins and the Yankees is like they just they care more about their team rather than like not that the Twins don't, but they're willing to invest more in their team. Whereas the Twins have like some owners that have a lot of money, but they don't really invest all that into the team. Whereas the Steinbrenner family is and is way more yeah. invested in their team and they're okay. willing to spend for it. Well, for so sure. we went over Otani and Stanton. We both um, don't like it, but both fans of the player and Stanton for sure. It's just um, it's going to be tough oh, yeah. to... It's yeah. hard, it's hard yeah. to like him okay. now, though, as a Yankee fan. He's he he was like a hero for the, well, the Marlins. Let's talk about Jeter a villain quick, for the with because the Yankees, so it's Jeter. Okay, I I propose and that's been that floating idea, around because be okay, so Jeter obviously was a Hall of Famer for the Yankees, and then now he owns the Marlins. Yeah, well, he only owns like twenty five million of it. Well, it's so it's like more very of part, very yes, exactly. Of it, but he's um, like so he's, he's being like the, the man in charge, charge with the Marlins. Um, and Stanton was obviously on the Marlins, and, <laughs> and he turns <laughs> yep, around and so sells him to his Yankees takes takes him from the MVP guy from the and he uh, brings him back to the Yankees for like. For Starling I mean, Castro, mainly it was because like, of the cash on, and the business move to not be committed to one player with that much money. Well, but, right. But if you're, but if you're a Miami fan, like, what do you think? <sighs> like, how do you even right. cheer for the team, or how do you get anyone to show up at your stadium? You just traded away your two best players in Stanton, and then. Marcelo oh yeah, Zuna. He was. That's well, right. Yes, he went to the Cardinals, and that's a huge loss so, for them as well. Right. So they have three of their best players gone. They said they're going to keep Yelich, no. but if you're Yelich, you can't be. No, because Yelich is a young guy up and coming in. Yeah, he's not happy. Right, and it's not like they have. It's not like they have the prospects to just come up and make a difference. They're exactly. Just That's the, the thing. And Jeter even said, I remember one of his press now. conferences, that he needs fans to be patient and basically, like, uh, embed and be to trust the process. They've been patient for. Yeah. They, they've been I, patient for like I don't, 15 years. I, I don't know what. To, I don't know what's going to happen. And I also heard. It's. It's really it is. It's truly it's but truly unbelievable. Another thing like right away when I heard about Jeter about going to the Marlins and being like a in the game again and leading or being the guy in charge is that people were going to ask themselves if that was the right move for Jeter himself because Jeter pretty much retired as everything was good going for him and now maybe stuff Maybe negative yeah. things will be talked about with Jeter if the Marlins just completely are not successful successful with his rebuild and just never <laughs> get good, and then Stanton just keeps crushing. They're like, wow, they why would they get get rid of Stanton? So I don't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's almost it's similar to like the the idea with Michael Jordan being everything so good when he was Wizards. a player, but he's now what an owner. Or, of the, well, it's like the Wizards. The oh yeah, or that's uh, or the yeah. Hornets. The Hornets now. He's like an owner there, so and they haven't been great for sure. So it's, I think you That's just gotta true. look at him separately. I think you, you you can't really bring in the the GM portion of it 
and you can't really compare that to his playing days. So while he might get some bad press and some bad coverage and some bad responses, you got to just look Player at that separately versus from, business. from him and his playing okay. days for sure. All right, well, that's that's, exactly. that's I like what we just talked about. Okay, so now what do you want to talk about? Right. Um We'll just let's just touch on let's just touch on uh, the few My, the the twins signings recently, um, and then and then we can uh, jump in a little bit and quickly to what we want them to do uh, or yep, we I, I like that. Do I'll just throw out my club. One of my free agent pickups in my last year uh, fantasy baseball league was Fernando Rodney, who actually did pretty darn good for me uh, from the Diamondbacks, and he got saves. Granted, his ERA wasn't good because of the beginning, but I think he ended with like a 2.38 ERA. Um, right. In a, yeah, not overall. In it the final, final 45, 45 minutes. So he turned it up at the end, his veteran. He's 40 years old, and the Twins end up getting him for, what was the deal? Do you know? Like six mil or something. Uh, it was like a year with no. Well, I think it was like I thought it was like that's four what it was. Incentives, incentives for uh, potential for six million if he hits like incentives, and he has like a club option for the. If there's a club option for a second year, or he can like buy out if he wants to or something. So, um, yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a good signing by the Twins. He's shown that he still can huck it pretty good. He's got like what mid nineties fastball. He still has an elite changeup. Uh, that's kind of been his bread and butter over his career. And then uh, he has definitely has some closer experience. And even though he's already forty years old, he's still shown that he can um, get the job done, especially with the Diamondbacks last year. <clears throat> and I think that his numbers were also inflated um, down in Arizona because since. Arizona's very hitter friendly in their ballpark. He might he might have got unlucky with the large outfield there, and um, I think with the defense that we have behind him this year, I think he can very nice. step I, in and be very. Successful. I like it too for the Twins. I like the veteran presence. He's got the the ability, and I just like having a vet because if the Twins, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have liked it, and the Twins wouldn't have done it if our team wasn't going to the playoffs or heading to the playoffs. But our team was a crazy turnaround actually the first team in MLB history to lose 100 games the previous season and then make the playoffs um the season after losing 100 games so that was remarkable and if we can make the playoffs again Rodney is going to be worth that money we're giving him for sure exactly so um yeah then there was another signing we had a free agent pitcher uh, Michael Pineda, he was a former Yankee, signs with the Twins. He had just gone under elbow reconstruction surgery in July of this year, so it's not really a, a 2018 season um, signing. I think it's more of a potential 2019. It's kind of a small risk gamble signing because, but but not yeah. That's is, that's why it's, it it's a, a risk, small risk because you're only paying, paying him five mil, mil. Um, and and the upside. It, it, it's a good move, I think. Right, and he's he's shown he's shown that he 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 has had glimpses of um, some good success, and he's still he's still a very big body, and he has an electric he has electric stuff. It's just whether he can help tame that into a into into a Twins pitcher because he's I think he was also a product of a of a good hitting environment in Yankee Stadium where he was. I remember he was uh, he has like a. 
what he had like a four something ERA over his career, but he has his WHIP is like one point two, which isn't bad at all. So his WHIP is low, but his ERA is high, and I think that's just a product of um, playing in a small Yankee stadium with home runs or just fly out that park really easily. So I think his ERA is inflated, but he's also been a guy where um, where he his K per nine is still nine point like one, 9. and he's played six hundred and eighty career. Like so he's still innings. Right. Yeah, so he has uh, so he has the the experience, and he can help uh, d- help our younger pitchers with Barrios and um, other guys like that. So I think it's a it's a good signing, and he's um, just if he can you know find any lightning <laughs> in a bottle with us, I think five dollar or five million for his <laughs> five dollars, uh, five million dollars for his. Yeah, I agree. The way the pitching upside, is in the MLB, um, it's like if we can it. take a chance, be a little patience, and if this guy can turn into something, then. We could, we could, he could help us, or he could be trade bait down the line as well. Right. Yep. Agreed. Because he's still got, he's under that friendly and, uh, team contract. Four point oh five ERA overall and a one point one nine WHIP for his career. So okay, cool. So we like both moves yeah. the Twins made, and I like that they're two pitchers too. Because, uh, yep, we need some pitching help as long, along with a lot of the other MLB teams. <laughs> I would like to touch on um, so. Piscotty um, because it, it seems like it's turned into sure. a story now um, oh, with yeah. Piscotty. He's a young guy from the Cardinals. Yep. Um, he's pretty solid. He's got some upside. Uh, again, young guy. And he was traded to the Oakland Athletics. And, yeah, what I guess you can kind of yep. touch on maybe um, – what, what do you think about that and kind of maybe the story news going on? Sure. So the so the, the Athletics got Stephen Piscotty for a couple of minor league infielders um, sent to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it's I heard that he was he, he kind of had his issues last year with you know some he was very distracted he was trying to kind of deal with his, yeah she I think diagnosed with ALS, ALS in the middle um, of the summer and right so he and he kind of you know was battling that he he had he just had a down year last year and he was kind of just trying to figure out himself and and with he I think he's a he's a west coast guy he's he was born and raised there so I think and that's where his mom is still. I don't know if he if she's in California or not necessarily. Um, yeah, in the they're state in the Bay itself, Area but he's now closer together. to her rather than being in in in, in St. Louis. So um, yeah, he's a oh he's a Northern California native. So he's 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 a lot closer to his mom who's battling ALS. And I think it was uh they were saying it's more than a baseball trade. It's more kind of just for him personally. Trying to be closer to his mom, you know, maybe she doesn't have a lot of time left. But I think it's super very good for him to maybe just get a change of scenery and you know be able to be around family more and kind of help his help his confidence and his yeah because he's only twenty six years old um, and he you know, I, I think can't it's a, the the mental part is right, a big game exactly. in professional sports and um, we don't want to see a guy with upside talent um, kind of fade away out of the league because he's dealing with I mean it happens but dealing with um, his mother um, and being close. It was just 
the whole story and reading about it, it's 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 interesting and it's cool that two clubs could maybe yeah, talk definitely. about business, but also talk about personal lives and make that a priority um, in the players as well. Right, and he was he was also kind of losing a spot to uh, Marcelo Zuna, who the the Cardinals had just picked up from the Marlins. So it wasn't. I mean, it is. It's a great story and all, but he was yep. also maybe just fighting for a position in the outfield. So they felt that they could, they could make a win-win having him move closer to his family, but also for sure, you know, get some prospects out of it. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go over a couple other. I think we got a couple um, other players to talk about quick. Yeah, there was a the Carlos Santana first baseman that was formerly for the Cleveland Indians signed a three year deal. Um, with uh, <clears throat> with the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, he just signed three years, sixty mil, um, and I'm pretty sure the Cleveland Indians weren't able to uh, match or weren't going to match that amount of money. So it was uh, it was a it was a good cash, a good day but for him to cash in. So um, with the Phillies, so okay, the Phillies, they, who okay, they're stud rookie. Yeah, um, yeah, Reese Hoskins, who you picked up, and ab- absolutely, Reese Hoskins. <laughs> uh, that's st- remember we were talking about it at lunch, and I'm like, if Hoskins hits one more home run, and granted <laughs> we're know. in the same league, but I'm like, if Hoskins hits one more home run because he was hot, he hit like four home yeah, runs yeah. previously. I like, I gotta pick him up, and we're sitting at lunch, I and mean, that was during lunch, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, uh, I think you picked him up pretty shortly uh, after that because obviously it was a good move by you because. Yeah. If, if you had inside information, it was dumb in my part yeah, to he was maybe share <laughs> since we're going up against each other. <laughs> to tell me. Uh, so how does that work? Is he going to be more exactly, of a so. DH then? or? Um... Well, for, okay, one, for one, that's a very good point. No okay, so what's Carlos Santana, or why is the Phillies <laughs> going after him? Um, well, they're obviously looking for more impact bats on offense. Um, and he gets on base at a very good clip too. I think he's very versatile in the field. He played, he's played some first base. He's even played some outfield. Then he's played some third base. So I think that, and they've shown that Reese Hoskins can play the outfield where he did when he first came up. Um, Reese Hoskins can play the outfield too. So that could leave a spot for uh, Carlos Santana to play at first base. So I think they're just trying to create more versatility within their offense and be able to shift around guys and find other ways to keep them in the lineup rather than just being having, you know, two or three first basemen. They want to make have some guys being able to play multiple positions so that they can, regardless of, you know, if someone gets injured or things like that, they can move guys around Boom. and still There you go. A, a and he's kind of a veteran too, so they can always add that veteran clubhouse guy um, for the young guys. Definitely. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Uh, there was he a bigger guy, Zach Cozart. Um Form, formerly of the Reds. Yeah, he did very well last year. Um, he signed with the Angels um, at, for three years, $38 million, uh, to actually play third base. And normally he's a shortstop, but they the Angels have uh, Angelton Simmons there at Charleston. He's one of the best defenders in the game. 
Um, they just traded for Ian Kinsler oh, wait. as well. Kinsler went to the Angels so too. Their infield's pretty locked up now. Dude, the Angels. I I respect that because yeah. Trout needs that, and the Angels yeah. are going out to. Well, wow. yeah. To think, to think about it. Think about it. They so now they have. I think their question mark at first base, other than like Pujols, but he's, you know, he he might be more of a DH guy down the road. But I'm not. I don't know if they exactly. I don't know who exactly they have at uh, first base. Might be CJ Crone still or something like that. But um, but then second base you have Ian Kinsler, oh, yeah. shortstop you have Anderson Simmons, third base you now have Zach Cozart. Left field is either they still have Justin Upton. That's that's still have that's talent. Trout. And now they'll have yeah, on days where definitely. he doesn't pitch, they'll have Shohei Otani in right field. <clears throat> so it's a pretty solid lineup, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, they're definitely making some moves, and they, I think that they'll they'll try and bolster up that that pitching staff too more. Um, I don't think that they've they're done there yet too. So it's it's cool to see some other. Non mainstream names like Yankees or Red Sox or I like it a lot. You know, Cubs get all these okay, good um, guys, but and then um, maybe we can just the last guy we can touch to on just the, his, the old uh, Twins guy Kinsler. Nationals decided to re-sign him, um, so that's just a little Kinsler. Yes, Kinsler. Yes. Oh, Kinsler. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he he got re-signed by the Nationals. Yeah, back to the went back to them. Um, it was two years, ten million. Um, so he's not, he's obviously not going to be their closer. He's just going to be a bullpen guy. But um, it's nice to yep, nice it's good to see that he was a former independent okay, league guy. Well, that's good with MLB. Reinvert, reinvented himself, and now he's a multi-millionaire in the pros. So, oh yes, good for him. very good call. Um, you know, I want to. I wanted to touch on the uh, what I think the twins should do. Um, so I was was reading some info that uh, some like Lavelli Neal posted on the Star Tribune about uh, some, <laughs> downtown some Minneapolis, and that was and the one where I you know, said no guy, to going right? with I met you him, and Dane. Met him once at, uh, at of all things at Chipotle in Minneapolis. So I must have brought a lunch or something because I like Chipotle. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Brandon, you want to you want to come to Chipotle with me and Dane, a coworker of ours?" And Brandon's like, "Nah, man, I, I won't do it," or whatever. <laughs> so so Dane and I go there, and uh, we're standing in this line, <laughs> and it, it happened to be like a line out the door, but it was pretty quick. And I happened to just look over at the register, and I see a guy with like some poofy hair, and and I was like. Well, and we were in fantasy baseball together, so it was like I we know all the players and everything. And I, I look over, I'm like, "Hey, Dane, that guy, you know that that guy kind of looks like this picture." <laughs> and then I like like I thought to myself, I was like, "Wait, the the Tampa Bay Rays are in town this weekend. That is Chris Archer." And it was it was like the most it was like the awesome most awesome feeling. You just like you see one of those guys randomly out in public, and you have no like you have no idea because no one else <laughs> yep. knows who he is because he's not around. He's not from Minnesota. Or he doesn't play for the Twins, so like no one else knew who he was, and he was just like going to Chipotle, no big deal. And so I turned to Dan. And Dan's like, "Oh, that is him. That's awesome." And I was just like, "Yeah, I need to get a picture with him." So I got a picture and everything, and he's a super nice guy. And but let alone his his talent. 
that's the, the the first and foremost in the in the free agency is uh, he's he's a guy that I think the Twins could should easily try and trade for. He's got a very team friendly deal. Um, he's historically been an elite strikeout guy. Granted, he hasn't been on the best teams in Tampa Bay. He plays. He, if he came here, he would play with a better defense. Would help his ERA. Granted, his uh, his ERA hasn't been the greatest in the past, but I think that with our defense being as good as it is, um, and especially in our outfield, oh yeah, and having an elite, I, I would love like for the Twins to get Kershaw and being on. Uh, he's a, he's a potential ace type pitcher, so it's anytime you can get him, he's his his con. Well, his 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 contract right now is pretty ridiculous, considering he was like second or third in the AL in strikeouts last year and innings pitched. So it's like he he has he makes under ten million this year, and he's he, he, I think he has what? Oh yeah, two, the upside. How old is he? Like twenty seven. His contract, so it's. You're not just signing okay. him for one year or trading for him for one year. It's you know down the road a couple years too, and I think he's 20, a little inconsistent, but like strikes that. But, uh, um, maybe pitch, even twenty nine. Uh, yeah, he's yes, twenty nine, but he's still been Chris Archer, um, an absolute stud. Yeah, he's. He's a stud, and I think that the Twins should really just go out and get him. Um, you know, he's been – I think he's just got that, that that attitude that we need, that grit. He's very emotional out on the mound, and he likes to, you know, express himself, and he's a very yeah. fiery guy. But I think that uh, that's kind of what we need. We kind of sometimes get too lackluster, and we're kind of just too calm and collected. Okay, is there anybody else? I think we need a little fire. The twins should go to after be, to be thrown into the thrown into the pit with all these guys. So I think that he'd be a great fit for our team. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say our offense is pretty solid. Uh, and not, our pitching that's that's the main focus. Not, what not interests me, I think pitching we need to address first and foremost. But <laughs> yep. Okay, so I think that's yeah. that's good with the Twins, the MLB. We, we didn't have um, we didn't have a we can just scoring runs. Talk about the Wolves just runs. a real brief moment here. They're seventeen and twelve right now. Like Kurt mentioned, they're first in the division. We're fourth overall overall in the conference, Western Conference. Um, we're sitting pretty well, and kind of what I've touched on last podcast a little bit is that the team maybe hasn't come together as a complete so full potential well. yet. Um, Butler's finally turning around, and his offensive and scoring is what's um, noticeable to me. And his defense, he, a couple of his plays last game, um, just pickpocketing people, and it's awesome watching him. Towns, obviously the cat, he's been killing it this year. Wiggins, though, is the big guy that we signed, big scorer that we signed as a max contract, and he is not, in my opinion, living up to that completely right now. And granted, he's super young, 22 years old, 22, 23. Um, but he's the, he's the, he's my Timberwolves player that I need to watch the most overall. He, the thing is, Wiggins is such a freak athlete and that I'm pretty positive that coming out of college, granted it was probably one year, 
coming out of college. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's what defense. sucks. And as a fantasy player, that's and what sucks too. It seems like he doesn't do anything else but score. He he averages. Oh right, he averages thirty-seven minutes a game, eighteen points. He averages like three or four rebounds four four rebounds a game but like two assists and like one steal and you know half a block so it's not like he's filling up the stat sheet but a guy who's six eight and still a young talent you'd think he'd want to be able to and maybe he you think he'd want to want to be all in there and you know yeah because yeah he went to kansas and it, it's just like he's. I, I think that's. I hope that's what it is. Is um, what I'm saying because he's young. He has the potential, um, kind of like the twins and Buxton is. And I even admit to myself, ah, Buxton's never going to turn out to that elite player. Patience. Right. Players figure it out. Experience. They need to learn, and especially with the new player with Butler coming into, maybe he's a little, conf- not confused, but maybe he's right. just not in his own. Pl- he hasn't found his own place right. for the team and completely being- yet. Right, and I think um, being how young he is, granted Towns is almost that young too, um, but being how young Wiggins is at 22, um, same age as Towns, I think that he just needs to you know, find his niche and maybe that the, the team is kind of telling him maybe stay away from, you know, we, we, we want to keep you healthy since you're the big money guy. So kind of stay away from the the nitty-gritty rebounds down low or something like that. So I don't know. It could, be, it could just be that they're scheming him to, like, leak out on some rebounds to try and get some long passes and easy buckets in transition or something like that. But yeah. it just doesn't seem like he's, you know... When it when it comes down to crunch time, he's there for a big rebound, or it just seems like it's that's either Towns or Butler's thing. But I think I think Butler should be able to help mold Wiggins into a into a very very solid player. And 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 Butler's defense, like you said, is 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 kind of going hand in hand. Yeah, with and that's all. We, uh, Towns. I mean, we can talk about some other players on the Wolves, and, but um, there's not. And I think well, Wiggins sh- can only learn from that. Yeah, so that, that should that's our big three, though. That's exactly right. And we're we will. Like we said, we'll get more NBA action coming those at you. Are the, once those, those, are the, those. Um, that's our so. big three, though. Okay, we gotta kind of, I got we gotta wrap it up here. Um, so we talked, we touched on some good things, um, and I hope this was a sweet episode exactly. to listen to. This is episode fifteen. Um, do you wanna? Exactly. All right. Perhaps sign us out here, Kurt. Uh, I guess I'll sign out myself. So thanks for listening. This is Brandon, and peace out, sports homies. Sure. Yes, thanks for all you listeners out there. Um, keep in touch with us. We'll we'll be coming at you again here. So this is Kurt signing off. See you guys.